This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hello, Sharita. Well, hello, Tracy. How are you? Good. I thought we'd do a whole episode now on how our week went. <laughs> <laughs> do you, what was the other one? Do you remember when we reviewed Shirkers? Oh, God, I'll never forget that hour of my life. I'll never get back, plus the time spent watching it. Da-da. Oh, my God. Da-da. <laughs> it just was not for me. I think that... And I can't quite explain why, but I think that the one that we're reviewing today is a little bit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me too. And there's nothing, not, not at least for Shirkers, I could say what I didn't like about it, which was the style of the film, primarily. Um, this one, I, I just don't know. And I, I don't really know why. But before we get into that, hmm. and, and I was going to say, and more importantly, isn't that <laughs> awful? I better not say that. How was your week? It was great. Uh, I went to the film industry Screen Ireland party on Friday. Oh yeah, how was mm. that? It was very good. Any uh, celebs? I am just me. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? I, I've been watching very interesting with great interest the race for the Oscars and the way that oh, people are positioning yes. themselves. Yes, I know your theory. Yeah. So I was looking at um, like Joaquin Phoenix looks pretty much set to win Best Actor. But then, you know, he does something like what he did at, uh, oh my God, what was the recent award ceremony? It was BAFTA. Was it the BAFTAs? Mm. Yeah. And um, he basically, which was, it was great in a kind of a Ricky Gervais way to kind of stand there in front of everyone and you're receiving an award, but you're criticising the award process at the same time. And I don't know whether it's more important to Joaquin Phoenix to use the microphone when it's put in front of him to air his concerns or I don't know if it because it could possibly cost cost him the Oscar do you know what I mean but you know what he's always been like that and his whole family River Phoenix as well used to always uh, speak about their beliefs yeah yeah you know it's what they've always done it's not that he's done it since he's become more famous Yes, I know. I'm just saying that if you uh, what the the reason why it's so apparent to me is that I'm watching the newly sober and beautifully groomed Brad Pitt and the way that he is like super Brad Pitt now. And he's the most heightened version of himself with his funny jokes. And, you know, he must have a team or something that's kind of like, I I don't know, kind of coaching him because he just seems to be making so much strides in the Oscar race now phenomenal he's phenomenal in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood he is and if he was to win that um, the Best Supporting Actor it would be very interesting to see him win it because of the stiff competition but the way he is playing it is beautiful I know what you're saying I just think he's always kind of been like that you know he's just out of possibly an unhealthy marriage he's finding him maybe what he likes again I mean speaking as someone who's divorced myself you know there is a turning point where you kind of feel a bit free yeah um it might just be coinciding with all of that I think he has way too much money and he's an industry in and of himself to really care but um and he strikes me as like the role that he played as well 
is quite fun. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So he can kind of play with this. Like if he if he were just coming out of a remake of Philadelphia, he might not be so devil may care on yeah. the stage. Um, but it's I think your theory is very in- interested. There is, of course, a huge grain of truth in it because they all have those marketing machines and the Oscar marketing machines are massive. Um, I just think there might be a bit of just real life growth going on as well. Yeah, like it, uh, it was interesting to see that now because Jennifer was nominated as well, that they both happened to meet after years of speculation as to when they would meet. They happened to meet at a time when they were both nominated for big awards. And, you know, I just think it's very interesting to look at it from that point of view. But the other thing that really has endeared me now to Brad Pitt is that he was wearing a name tag. He was There's a picture floating around of him talking to Cynthia Erivo, who is my favourite actress at the minute. And uh, and there he is with his little name tag on him. Hello, hi, I'm Brad Pitt. <laughs> we should get name tags, you know, now that we're celebrities. We should, because we might forget. Even Who's, in charge, Who's in charge of the merch? Who's in charge of the merch? I would fire that merch person, because mm. seriously, I mean, I haven't seen any samples. There's a toast. Patrick, have you seen any samples Not of merch? No, I mean, this is kind of unacceptable, really. We are joined today by Patrick O'Malley. less. <laughs> Patrick O'Malley is on the desk swiftly moving on <laughs> yeah, yeah thanks Patrick I'm not the head of merch <laughs> you are the head of merch no you you are the head of merch no I'm not I've never signed on for that you are don't totes do the head of merch I don't do merch <laughs> and I don't do windows you're the one with the marketing expertise out of the two no, of us no I don't know what that is <laughs> we do this have is a merch. safe space <laughs> We jest, but we do actually have merch. You can get the merch at the Big Heads Media website. Oh, yeah, we should mention Big Heads Media. Bigheadsmedia.com. Bigheadsmedia.com. Where all the merch is buyable. <laughs> That's very well phrased. Indeed. Yeah. See, I'm professional. <laughs> You're just trying to string this out now so we don't have to talk about the talking. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the, in, in the second of our Oscar-nominated uh, documentaries, we are now going to talk about The Edge of Democracy. The edge of sanity. Hmm. Do you know, there are a lot of good things. First of all, it's directed by um, Pedro Costa and she premiered this in Sundance. And it is, there's things to be said about this. Like her, the person and the political are inextricably linked. Um, She, I really do like the way that she uses her own personal family to explain uh, her connection or to explain certain I suppose, features of the um, Brazilian, recent Brazilian political climate. And but it also explains her people. whole motivation for doing the movie. And it's very biased on one side, but you can mm. accept that. Mm-hmm. I know. Because they all are. We've talked about this before because there was something else and you said, I would like to have seen a more balanced view. And I said, but it, they're completely telling their side of the story. So yeah. You know, sometimes that's fine. I'm not, I don't mind that. In this, I don't mind that in this because she's not hiding it, and she's she's very. It's it's clearly declared from the beginning. I was born into a militant family that were rebelling against a regime, and after twenty one years of dictatorship, this is what happened. I found that very interesting and very similar to For Sama, which mm-hmm. is another one of the nominated documentaries, which is well worth the watch because you can see there's a lovely little bit in it where her mother and her father fall in love and they have this child and this is the director of this documentary for Sama is about essentially they documented um, 
a, a man and a woman falling in love and having a child in wartime also, in, in a time of political upheaval and they were also militants or rebellion or rebellious in their own way by providing medical aid to people who had been uh, bomb victims mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of similarities between the two in that respect and I did like that part of it but I just found I don't know whether it was the twists and turns it was like a Hollywood movie starring George Clooney some political suspense thing there was just so much stuff that happened it was crazy and but I found it very depressing. That, that should make it more intriguing. But why weren't we intrigued? I don't know. I can't figure it out either. I don't know. It's because it, it's one of those really interesting ones because it didn't have a slow pace. You, you no, didn't, it did You not. didn't sit there going, oh God, this is taking forever to tell one message. It had original footage which some of it was quite compelling. Fantastic. Really incredible <laughs> access to the president, Lula, and to the other president, Dima Rousseff, because obviously they're aligned, her parents are aligned with the Workers' Party. And really insightful stuff. Incredible access. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the fashion was interesting. Yes, to, to I did. watch. Did Funny you should yeah. say that. I think she's a bit of a legend. She is, yes, though. Yes, Yeah, Dima really rocks the old coats, you know, the mm. old square cut. I know, th- yeah. that was interesting. Even the old, yeah. the cars... You know, the old models. When Lula was in the Workers' Party when he was much, much younger. There was even, there was <laughs> there was even like, you know, when uh, he's being arrested and he's about to basically say, OK, I'm going to hand myself into the police. There was a shot of him in the crowd that was very like the Game of Thrones Battle of the Bastards oh, shot. Oh, right. Why <laughs> didn't we like this documentary? I don't know. I think maybe I just wasn't invested in the characters. I didn't really care too much about what they did. Maybe that's it. I'm reaching now because I actually don't know <laughs> why. Even, you know, one interesting thing as well was they do a lot of, uh, uh, there's a lot of footage of uh, airport meets, meet and greets and yeah, press yeah. conferences and things like that. A lot of shining like kind of slow shots of the, the presidential residence and you're kind yes. of going, from one moment they're very beautiful and opulent. And the same shot then later on when you find out about all the corruption and the, you know, the all the kind of bad deeds that have happened in these corridors, the same shot seems sinister. and kind Yes, of <laughs> also should be make it more interesting. The decor, to see the dated yeah. decor. Um, the rug, which is going to solve my problem in the sitting room. R- oh, well, that's... <laughs> Really, you see, other a helpful hint. Why didn't we like this documentary? I don't know. But it, the press conferences I found interesting because of the old TV equipment. Yeah. The old mic, but didn't. Yeah. I just thought that was really cool. And the old phones. But didn't. I just didn't. I wasn't invested in it. I actually stopped it about 20 minutes before the end. I went, oh, I can't be bothered. You and didn't then watch I had, the last one? I had to watch it for this. Oh, but yeah. I, I had to push myself to watch it. I disagree with the comment that you made earlier on. I do believe that it was too long. Yeah, maybe. I do believe it was too long. But the Hmm. story is so complicated because it goes through the history of Brazilian politics. And I like the way she does it because she kind of says as well, listen, Brazil was named after Brazil wood, which is a tree which is very hard to find. It's practically extinct because of its red ink. And... I think that was a very kind of this is what we're about to tell you is that democracy in Brazil is coming to an end. And she explains quite well and quite eloquently, not 
through her own words, but by selecting interviews or statements made by Congress members and by sometimes other commentators, that the issue why she feels that we're on the edge of democracy is because of legacy issues from the dictatorship that lasted before. I think you've hit the nail on the head, though, there. Yeah. We're being told too much. I don't know. because There's a lot to take in. Like you're given a history lesson, then you're told about past presidents, current presidents, possible future presidents, you know, who's been shot, who's been called, uh, the intricacies of this scandal moving, jumping really over into the other scandal, then talking about her story, then talking about, again, back to the history of the of the whole nation. Maybe there's too much being Too much told. jumping. There's just too much. The thing is as well is that you don't know at the end of it there's a kind of an explanation about what impeachment means and why she was impeached and why Luca was arrested. And it's like, well, did they do it or did they not do it? Or is is that even in question? And if they did do, what did they do? And why is that a problem? <laughs> and what's going on? And Because you've just kind of resolved in your head what's going on. This is real life. And then the next thing, some guy changes his mind and someone else is going to prison and that was to stop him from running the presidential election. There's so much information coming at you. From lots and lots of different perspectives. In loads of different languages. Yes. And it's kind of like a David Bowie song. There's a cacophony of stuff happening and you love it, but you hate it and you don't know why. I think uh, she's too close to it, maybe. She's too close to but the story. I like, I like that. But it doesn't work. It's too much. Maybe she's just not being as objective about what stayed in. So do you think, now this is a tough question, if this wasn't worthy of the nomination that she got, what would you put in instead? <gasps> hmm. I'd need to think about it. But there are too many other great ones. That's exactly it. Like, like for example, The Great Hack. Yeah. Like Brink. I know that we've said, we've mentioned this before. There are two brilliant I documentaries. I really enjoyed it though. Like it was the Diego the Maradona documentary. documentary that I really enjoyed, very similar to Senna. Um, so I don't know, it's like, what is it that we're missing about well, this Well, why one? was it chosen? That's the question. So if you guys are listening and you think that you know what it is that we're missing or tell us why you liked it, please email us at docs.rockpodcast.gmail.com. I think it's more about uh, political moves this year, maybe, with the choices. There's a lot of political moves <clears throat> around it. But did you see the Twitter storm around this? Yes. <laughs> Where the president's official Twitter account blasted the filmmaker two days ago. See, that's why it's so intriguing. It should make it more intriguing. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Would you watch it again? I, I have watched it twice. Again. I would if someone told me that I'd miss something and I'd, I'd say, OK, out of respect for this filmmaker who I do actually admire, I would actually sit down and watch it again. And as I said, I'm not throwing the, the baby out with the bathwater here. There are aspects of it that I liked. Um, but I don't know if it's my personal dislike of Moro. In Ireland, Moro is a, is a, is a type of chocolate <laughs> bar. <laughs> or if it's my personal dis it's just the, the, there's a bad taste in my mouth from the misogyny that the former president Dima Rousseff um, experienced and the new president who went and cut down half the Amazon I, you know it's like I don't know if that's interfering with my 
ability to like this or grasp a hold of this a little mm. bit better. But I, I, I'm really trying very hard to see what it is about it. And I think it is. I think that we we have established that we do feel there was a bit too much jumping around. We're not just jumping around too much information. We're getting mm. a history lesson. We're getting a political lesson. We're getting a, you know the scandal stories. There are just too many stories crossing over each other constantly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you don't stay with one and get invested. No, you don't. And and democracy is a very delicate thing anyway. But I mean, it's been bashed to death by one of these things happening. You can have a, a like if one of these things happening can have a serious impact on democracy. But like flying through the presidents, having a third of the Congress being investigated and in some, some cases arrested for homicide because of this Operation Carawash. But what is really good about this documentary is that documentaries like this can get made. Yeah, and yeah. can fire up presidents of international governments and uh, yeah. of countries, and really, um, that's the brilliant thing about it. So, in a way, it is a massive success if it's provoking that sort of reaction. I was very, and maybe it is because it's a new democracy in terms of the length of democracies. You know what I mean? Um, I was very intrigued to see the amount of political activation and the lack in some cases of political activation and the fake news aspect of this. You know that there was huge people watching various different bits of footage on a screen out in this huge kind of space and there everyone's like active. We, we, we don't see that in Ireland where we're celebrating for Fianna Fáil or Fianna Gael or the Labour Party or shit. You know, you don't see that in Ireland where it's like we're, we're all glued to the TV to find out what's going to happen politically. Thank God, since we've got peace with Northern Ireland and stuff like that, there hasn't really been any TV moments like they've had in Brazil. And at the same time, the people on the street were completely misinformed as to why President Dima Rousseff was being impeached. Um, and some of them are calling for a dictatorship to come back and this president is like, oh, the army will give us democracy. Well, I mean, it's interesting you said fake news because they directly said that this yeah. whole documentary is fake news. Well, but that's a And again, coin. we're seeing more uh, Twitter accounts tweeting yeah. about media from official governments. Yeah. Which is crazy. I think it's very interesting now. It's a lot different to when the dictatorship was overthrown originally. You see the evolution of politics certainly is documented in this as well, you know. But um, And it was interesting that the Twitter storm was, uh, they put out tweets in English and Portuguese. Yeah, so yeah. So they, they reached everybody. And she retaliated. And she did it recently. She did, did. An interview with CNN. And I think I have great respect for her. I have great admiration for her. I do. No, because she's absolutely entitled to her opinion. Oh, yeah. And, so she, and like, you know, it mightn't have been. That's what's good. Yeah, it mightn't have been <laughs> to my taste. Or I couldn't quite figure out why. But, you know, it, you can see the work that went into it. You can see. Well, I mean, even grabbing all that footage and editing it down. Is quite impressive. Indeed, it is. So have you ever been to Brazil? Would you I like have to not. go I to Brazil? I worked with a guy who liked Brazilian women. That's as close as I got. <laughs> I have not been to Brazil. Um, I'd have to get the old bikini out. And mm. Would you go? Yeah, I think I would, though. Mm, it's supposed I think to be I beautiful. Would. I love the way they built. I didn't know that they built that city from scratch. Mm. There was lots about Brazil that I didn't know. You have to watch it. It's so good. It was all right. Your friends may have decent taste in movies, but their incoherent reviews are getting annoying. I don't know. I just didn't like it. Looking for a new podcast? Join Time Sensitive. 
where we break down the recent movies you've heard of but may have missed. Spoilers included. And we get it. You're busy and can't see everything, but are you really going to track it down a year later? We take the time so you don't have to. Find us on Twitter, at TSMoviePod, and find out what we're watching. I'm Sam. I'm Ian. And I'm Kate, and we're three friends and armchair movie critics. Seriously, invite us into your living room. Kate, stop. Listen now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Time sensitive, because you deserve better. I know. I was really impressed with the president, <laughs> President Rousseff. Didn't like the way she kind of inserted the fact that she's been tortured a few times too many. Well, I suppose you'd want to mention it if you had been. I don't know how I felt about Lula. How did you feel about Lula? I mean, see, I wasn't invested in any of the characters. That's why when a documentary leaves you like that, it, that's why I'm not just not really interested in talking about it. Are we going here between a thumb sideways and a thumbs down? Which one do you think? No, I would say for me, or like I'm trying to think who would like this documentary. Um, you wouldn't necessarily have to be from Brazil. I mean, if you're interested in politics and political scandals and corruption and shining a light on, on corruption, perhaps then this is for you. Yeah, if you're a political studies student. Mm. Um, I don't know if it's the language. It's not the language barrier, though, because they're all pretty no. much subtitled. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the style, I guess. Yeah, it just didn't speak to me. And I had anticipated that it would because I did have, I do have great respect for the director. And you know what? If you do watch this, keep an eye on Twitter because the real drama is unfolding now at the minute. And I think it's going to heat up more up above and around the Oscars as well and following the Oscars. Yeah. Because the, because that's all the PR is going to be pushed. It would be very interesting if it did win what speech would be given. I know. I was thinking about that. Yeah. You know, they should all be allowed to record their speeches and we see them regardless of whether they win. Oh, God, that's controversial. I'd like that. I don't think that would ever happen because the Oscars sometimes don't give it to somebody because they know they won't turn up and they'll do well, the Marilyn Mar- Mar- Brando. Well, because everybody has an iPhone, it could happen quite mm. easily, you know. Paddy, are I'm you free? Saying. And we'll get a recording of some of the... Uh, sure you take out your phone there and ring Brad Pitt and get him to record his exception speech just in case. Brad. Okay. I'd say he doesn't even... I would say he doesn't practice his... On the next episode of Docs That Rock, Brad Pitt's acceptance speech. <laughs> You'd say he doesn't practice his. <clears throat> I doubt it. He has I an entire doubt team. It. I would say, yeah, no. It's not, he, he doesn't do the structured speech thing. I think he didn't even turn up like for that. the last it's like, award show. Yeah. He hmm. doesn't have to. He doesn't have to care that much. Hmm. He has fun, I think. See, I disagree. I think, I do think that there's a team behind him and it's not no, off that's, the cuff. No, they can have both. They're you really can, good You can jokes. have fun and have, have a big team. Mm. I just don't think he cares. I don't think there's, you know, a well, he's group of people a doing speech job. writing for him. He's running this race with the right shoes on, that guy. Well, they all have good shoes. They do. Mm-hmm. They do. And it's a good title. This documentary has a good title. I can say that. Actually, it does. Yes. yes. I know. There's bits of it I like. So mm-hmm. if you like this. I would say watch. Um, well, I mean, I have to say The Brink again and uh, mm. Watergate 1 and 2 were my oh. top. Oh. Mm. Political intrigue. Yes. 
I would say for Sama, for the very interesting personal and political kind of way, like there is a, there is a lot of very interesting things about this. So definitely for Sama. <laughs> you just keep saying it. Yeah, I do. Overall, I think there's I no am, reason okay, why I don't okay. like it. There's good things in it. Yes, right. We, yeah, we got that now, Srila. Did I mention that she was very <laughs> inclusive of the worker's voice? Which oh was God. apt for the... <laughs> <laughs> you are reaching now. <laughs> On to other documentaries in the coming weeks. So, in What are you doing for Oscar night? Well, it's on a Sunday night and it's late enough. Mm, I know. So I am going to stay up and watch the whole thing. Like oh. I did. Well, you know, I want to see Saoirse win Best Actress. Hmm. I am not. I made this choice a couple of years ago because I was watching it and not fully enjoying it because I was so tired. So I savour it. I try to, I get all my champagne and my nibbles and all the rest and I settle in the night after when we get a two to three hour cut of the Oscars. Mm. So yeah, and I really, really enjoy every moment of it then. Any predictions in any categories? No, I think that I don't and usually have really strong opinions on who's going to win, but I think it's all kind of obvious. Do you think so this year? Pretty much, except for Best Picture. But then it's probably going to go to Parasite. Once Upon a Time. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, it's very interesting this year because one of the nominees for the Best Documentary is nominated in this category and also nominated in the Best Foreign Film. Yes. Honeyland. And also Parasite is nominated for the Best Film and Best Foreign Film. And a lot of people think it could win both. I watched um, the Honeyland team's reaction to the two nominations. thought that was brilliant. I can't. Honeyland is just, that's my prediction. Obviously, you're listening to this now, you know whether it wins or not. But I've never been as struck by a documentary from like last year's documentaries. I definitely, it's my favourite. It's just, I was so struck by it. It's such a beautiful allegory for sustainability. And it's just such a sweetly contained story. Uh, beautiful characters and really well made. So you like it then? Yeah, I really like it. <laughs> and I know why. OK. <laughs> OK. I think that's it for this week. That's it for this week. Um, and Tune in uh, next week to find yeah. out more. About documentaries in general. Yeah, actually and next week I think honey. we're going to do something particularly... Special. Are we? Yeah. I we are. Yes. Next week we're going to do, um, we're going to re-release an episode that we had about Fred Rogers. And what we're going to do, is we're, we're going to record a special intro. But the reason why we're doing it is because it's particularly timely as Mr. Tom Hanks has been nominated and may have this stage have won Best Supporting Actor for A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood, which is a film that features Fred Rogers. Mm-hmm. I actually don't think he's going to win. Who do you think is going to win? I don't know, because I think all of the others Brad are Pitt. strong. Probably Brad Pitt. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so uh, Mr. Rogers, yeah, I think we definitely have to do that. 
in yeah, show and again. Uh, We've already recorded it, so. We do actually have a, a huge catalogue that you can find on bigheadsmedia.com. So if it's a thing that you're joining us now just at this episode, please do listen back to some of our previous episodes. Obviously, um, since we started recording, which is almost a, over a year ago, the sound quality has changed as we're trying to slightly. bring in. Slightly. Slightly. Mm. Hugely. Um, so you might notice a slight difference in sound. So please bear with us for that. But I suppose it's just a, a, a toss sponge. It's a display of our um, evolution. Hmm. Hmm. And on that note, that's it for me. Goodbye. See you. Thank you.